Hello, everyone. Uh, we are back here. Um, I'm here, Shashi, as the host today with Vijay, Neeraj, and Vishwas. And today we're talking about you know, our perspectives of uh, living and arriving in the West and discovering that these countries have a bit more diversity to them than what we had grown up understanding in India. So um, I'll start this off. Um, you know, our image of the US in particular, but other countries as well, Britain and other countries, was very much driven by what was pumped out by Hollywood and our understanding of uh, the West was always that this was, you know, a wealthy place with very few problems. You know, very white, very wealthy. Um, you know, well off in, in settled societies in many other ways, and so on. Uh, when you arrive in the West, you find that these societies have uh, a lot more diversity. There are problems in these countries, like we saw growing up in India, although not maybe not as acute. But there are other problems that are far more acute than anything that we saw in India. So, to what extent is it? necessary for us to understand this diversity and to understand where people are coming from you know does it affect the way we live does it affect the way we conduct ourselves professionally and is there any detriment if we don't understand um, where people are coming from on this front so let me start this discussion off uh, let me start with Vijay Vijay you've worked in a corporate environment you've lived in the US for um, you know 27 years now or 29 years now uh, what's been your perspective, you know, both from a personal and professional perspective of understanding uh, this diversity that we've encountered? Yeah, so, you know, you're, you're right. When Before I came to the U.S., I guess I had a pretty uh, monolithic view of the country, right? It's kind of, you, as you said, you feed off of the sources of information. And in those days, uh, the Internet wasn't there. So we kind of read comics, and we saw Hollywood and we had some sort of an impression and maybe MTV, right? So we thought of the place as being uh, much more homogenous than maybe India, right? Where India, we see all this cultural diversity and you go to every state and it's different. Uh, after landing here uh, for a few years, I was in grad school and really enjoyed traveling around uh, looking, you know, our main interest was in going to national parks and stuff like that, but started getting exposed to the fact that there's a whole lot of diversity here in the US too. Uh, I've spent most of my time in the U.S., in the Northeast, uh, you know, in Connecticut, where I've been working for a long time. Uh, but my work has obviously taken me all over the place. And my travels have been more international than, than inside the country. Uh, but, you know, you start realizing that uh, there is a very different mindset depending on where you go in the country. So we obviously know a lot going on on the political side between sort of the red and blue states and all that stuff, you know, people living in the urban belts versus uh, people living in the middle of the country. And that, I guess, I don't really need to elaborate on. But, you know, one of the things that I noticed was um, I was in the Northeast where people tended to be much more, um, I don't know, I'll say in a hurry, right? So uh, everything is, uh, let's get it done. And they're a little bit more in your face. And you felt like... Uh, and that was normal for me because that's where I landed. But then as I went to uh, other parts of the country, down to the south, and even interestingly going to California and just leaving sort of Silicon Valley and going inside, you start finding people who are much more uh, laid back or relaxed, much more, I would say, in some words, friendly and maybe a little bit more culturally similar to uh, where we come from in India, where there's a lot, I guess there's a lot more time. Let's sit down, let's talk, let's... Uh, figure this out kind of thing and not just let's get to the point, let's get to the outcome that we're looking for. So that was one interesting mindset thing that I saw. Now, you know, America is known as a melting pot and, you know, 
I didn't appreciate it till I got here and I saw so many ethnicities here. Uh, obviously, lots of waves of immigration over the years from Europe, followed by now from all parts of the world. And uh, you start realizing very quickly that uh, uh, you have to adjust not just sort of to the way of working in the U.S., which, you know, I learned a lot from, but also from these perspectives that were being brought in by uh, people who were, you know, of Asian descent or European descent. And uh, you start seeing some of that also in the family values, cultural values. Uh, when you really sit down and talk to people and start understanding what makes them tick, uh, you start realizing there's a lot more beneath the surface. And that, you know, as I got from, say, early in my career where I was more in sort of delivery roles to actually starting to get more into management roles and starting to lead people and sort of uh, have to take care of organizations, started getting a much larger sense of that. And, you know, that that was very important in figuring out how to make people happy. So, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's definitely a lot of variety and diversity here. Uh, traveling the different states. I know, Mendy, you've done a lot of traveling across the U.S. Uh, you start seeing that quite a bit. Uh, and I, I would say I'm still very early in my journey. I still don't know a lot about uh, uh, what makes people take in certain parts of the country, but it's, it's definitely a lot there and it's very beautiful. That's great, Vijay. I mean, let me ask Neeraj. Neeraj, you've lived in uh, the South mainly. So, you know, Virginia is still the South, although, you know, you've lived in the South and the deep, deep South in Florida. Um, and uh, sort of interestingly, you've also gone back and done a lot of work in India. What have you learned in this journey? So let me start with my journey in a funny way. So I agree with what uh, Vijay was saying. So when I grew up in India, uh, my we didn't have TV until I think 84. We got TV around 1984, around when Indira Gandhi died. So And even then, my English wasn't really good. So I could barely watch uh, the English shows if there were any. Watching at that shows, I had two images of India. One was filthy rich, the way they showed it in these soap operas, right? And the second image of in the U.S. was, sorry, uh, was a pretty homogeneous country where everybody lived happily. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember the name of the comedies, like In Living Color or something like that. I'm like, wow, the, you know, everybody's same. Everybody's joking. Everybody lives together. Now, fast forward to Kharagpur when we went to college. Again, our we were watching The World This Way, so we were kind of... Worried aware of the things happening around the world, but not specifically what the U.S. is about. So I come to Virginia Tech. I meet my advisor. I meet a lab technician. I'm sure they were speaking English, but I did not understand a single word of it. I'm like, what is this? This is not the America I saw on TV or heard on the radio or whatever or MTV. So for me, that was a little, little bit of cultural shock, but staying in Virginia, which is not deep, deep south, the way people say it, but it was still southwestern Virginia, pretty rural, pretty agricultural, and in a different kind of world compared to, you know, the stories you hear about New York and then L.A. and San Francisco kind of living. So it was different, right? And at that time, I still did not know what was different. Like, what am I supposed to expect? What am I supposed to do? And surprisingly, there were many international students but there were not many African-Americans or Hispanics around me. So my fourth, you know, early years of Virginia Tech were all around international students and mostly prominent, dominantly white people. I'm glad I came to USA because otherwise I would not have learned 
that what other things happened in U.S.'s history and how that has shaped the rest of the world, actually, uh, politically as well as, you know, uh, in other aspects. So and I learned different things over the time, and I can say that I'm still learning. I still do not understand the complete Black history and Hispanic history, and for that matter, even how some of the Indians arrived way in early 1800s and set up their own farms in the West Coast and mostly in California side. So I can say I'm still learning. But what it has done is that it has shaped me in a way to be more acceptable of things around me. Um, I'm 99% sure that if I had not traveled outside India, if I had not stayed in other places, I would not have known a lot of things. Uh, part of that is, you know, you live in your bubble, you don't really need to learn things outside, but coming to USA, meeting these different people has definitely changed my perspective about life, America, and in general about West. You know, you used to, living in India, we always revered West, but you find out, you know, not everything is hunky-dory over here either. So that has shaped. Now, I've in first 10, 12 years, I was still in US. Last 10 years, I've been started, you know, going back forth in India and US. There, there have been significant changes. I think now in India, people understand U.S. is not all about Hollywood and Wall Street. But at the same time, I think the polarization has increased and of that they don't really understand much about USA either. So when I go, they talk to me, they ask me what the U.S. is about, what the life in U.S. is about. I try not to make it a little complicated for those guys uh, because, again, it's my view. I don't want to create any controversy with them. And I've had some some with the people in India, but what it has done is it has shaped my view of life in general. That's great, Neeraj. Uh, uh, you know, and, and these perspectives are really important. Vishwas, you've had the uh, experience of living in Europe and then going back to India. Um, did that change your perspective on either Europe or you know your perspective on? things that you had either observed or not observed in India before, until you'd had some distance from it? Yeah, so uh, I've had a chance to live in Europe. I've uh, lived in France and Germany. Uh, uh, got to learn uh, both of the languages. Uh, and before that, I've uh, lived in, in US. So uh, I've sort of, uh, you know, outside of India, I've lived in these two worlds. There's, you know, one world where I was living in US, like uh, uh, Vijay and, and Neeraj have uh, been. And the other was when I was, you know, living in Europe, outside of India. So the first world was that uh, in US, and that was uh, more like, uh, uh, okay, maybe I don't need to get into a lot of... Uh, cultural nuances over here and uh, if I can keep things professional uh, I can sort of manage quite all right so that was you know that was uh, a sort of a mindset that I had in this in this first uh, uh, phase when I was in US and I was there for three years and then uh, in Europe and in Europe uh, that does not really work because even uh, a lot of the business that gets done is in the local language and uh, uh, even the in 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 the most uh, uh, open companies in Europe, the conversations naturally become the local language conversations, and very 
uh, seamlessly a lot of uh, the cultural nuances and uh, uh, a lot of the richness that comes with the cultures gets in so i have had this experience of uh, uh, you know sort of being able to get around in in us because like vijay said it's a melting pot and and it it it's just a lot easier to be able to do that although you do miss miss out on a lot that uh, is happening in terms of undercurrents and perhaps in terms of the relationships as well in terms of being able to uh, manage uh, sort of get by in in europe it just doesn't work there are significant nuances uh, apart from just knowing, you know not just knowing the language there's a lot that happens under uh, under the surface of the communication that uh, you can completely miss and that is consequential so my uh, experience has been that you know the the second world living in the second world has made me appreciate the first world more and and made me realize that you know perhaps i missed a lot when i was living in us so that's a very interesting perspective vishwas i think you know if i look at my own journey over two and a half decades of living in the west there are two parts to this you know one is how do you pick up the signals so that you are able to fit in into what's at the end of the day an alien culture and uh, as you say you know between language and and prior experiences there is a shared perspective that people have in these countries you know shared to an extent um, to which we are trying to fit into and not understanding those signals including the signals of language and culture and religion and sport and everything else is uh, is actually limiting to our own existence in these countries but there's a different side to this which i want to bring in which is that you know i manage a large team and uh, people are of course looking at you know their own opportunities very much like we are um and the question of discrimination comes in all the time you know are people discriminating against black people and so on and so forth and there's something that um, you know we had one of these workshops which we often do uh, some someone said something to me this is like over a decade ago uh this is a black man and you know the question was about if you want to be promoted you know you have to show some initiative and you have to put up your hand and volunteer for things and so on and he said uh, in that open forum that look i grew up in brixton brixton was a very rough area in the in london in the past <clears throat> not so much now but in the past it was uh, you know quite a tough area he said look i grew up in brixton in the 1970s my parents my aunts and uncles told me that to survive in this place the only thing you can do is put your head down and make sure that you are kind of almost invisible that was my ingrained training for uh, throughout my childhood now you're asking me to change the entire uh, upbringing and say you put up your hand go and volunteer and so on how do i do it now there is a question for all of us you know which which is that uh, you know if you look at the monolithic perspective this is not a person who fits into that monolith but as a manager you know as somebody who's responsible for them can you ignore the fact that these people have such a different perspective vijay again back to you you know you've also had the responsibility for managing large teams how did you have to deal with this yeah so i think what you described i probably never had such an in your face incident in my life obviously it's these things are there and you have to be aware of them and take care of them and i think to some extent all of us have some training in this right so it's not like you have to come to the west to see that there are layers and strata in society uh, and that there are 
past experiences which have potentially conditioned people to behave a certain way because of you know it's just that's the way it's been we have our own uh, things that we have to contend with in india which have have been evolving over the years and hopefully getting better around maybe castes or around you know uh, just the north south divide i mean we we've got uh, i think society has its own way of segregating people into different classes based on maybe history or uh you know in the old old days it was all about at least in india it was about the warriors and the priests and whatever right so uh i've been listening to some interesting podcasts recently also exploring this in india and some of the experiences tell you things very similar to what you just described where you know hey this is how i grew up and uh i had to keep my head down and get the job done because you literally don't want to get noticed you just want to move on and not get into trouble so uh we are not alien to this idea i think we've seen it all around us uh, i think the four of us in some sense have had probably had it good in that uh, overall scheme of things uh, but i think knowing that these things exist even back home from where we came and we you know i I've, i've seen like my when my dad was in the army and he was taking care of large groups of people i saw how he dealt with people uh, we've had good role models in our uh, in our families i guess where we've seen how uh, you can be very sort of equal in your treatment of everybody irrespective of where they come from and maybe that's really how i have dealt with it here i really haven't seen those differences uh maybe in the us uh, or at least where i was in the us these things were less visible to me but in general the management style uh, adopted and making sure that everybody in your organization had a similar way of doing things was to uh just go on the merits right but yeah these things exist and uh uh sometimes some of those things come out in uh not in words but in actions and i used to always keep my eyes open to that but i i i must say that i didn't have that kind of more direct uh interaction on such a topic uh, at least in the us the way you did yeah i mean it's pretty di- it has been very direct for me and actually you know the aftermath of george floyd has brought a lot of these things out in the fore say um that you know received experience the lived experience of many generations is not easy to overturn neeraj mm-hmm. going back to you um you know you do know, you you manage teams in both india and the us do you see um this need for from from your own employees from your teams for them to, for you to understand them better being expressed at all So yes I uh, uh first of all you know uh, I came from a corporate culture where performance management was getting pretty much standardized and, and, and you know using objective metrics uh, at some point I started actually hating it and 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 start to say that you know even in my own company I have a bit of that too what what happened in those things were that they assumed that just because you are from a certain background right you have a higher education in the US and you're Indian and you're an analyst that you must act in a certain way. And that became actually a bane of anybody's motivation that people felt like, why should I be acting that way? At some point, I actually switched to role and became an operations guy because I'm like, I don't want to be the one of them. And the same thing in India. I have people that are from various backgrounds. They have various ways of doing things. and while we have a scorecard 
I still look at them. What do they bring to the table based on their own experience, where they were, and where they worked? Because if everybody is doing the same way, then nobody is going to find the mistake. We are going to keep making the same mistake. So for me, it was not about hey, simply that I need to go out and change everyone. It was more about hey, what can we change based on what. these people bring to the table uh, you know some people came from south of india and they have a, they had you know some different it experience some people came from east of india they had actually never worked for a corporate they worked for very small businesses shops and some people came from highly educated background uh, from the north of india and they actually could not fit in our uh, corporate environment which was my company which was more like let's do it and let's do it smartly even if you know we are not set up to act that certain way so i i would say that it it has been a challenge where you have to evaluate everyone against each other on some kind of standardized kpi or metric form but then you know that these guys bring their own diverse thoughts and ways of doing things and even i felt that when i was in a corporate way so for me that has always been challenge i still have not figured it out as i said for me this diversity thing is actually or the you know uh, or is actually a journey i i'm not there yet i am still not i cannot say i'll be there next year or i'll be there in 10 years from now i'm just figuring it out as i go along and hopefully what i've learned coming to us a part of being this diverse culture is going to help me do that for my own uh, employees my own colleagues my clients and who not Yeah, and Neeraj. Did you want to come in, Vijay? Yeah, I want to add something here because you uh, provoked a thought in me. So when I went to India for three years and uh, was running a team there, I had some very interesting experiences. Uh, you know, I had I, when I when I started there, they had just hired a new group of engineers from from a local university, and I sort of said, "Hey, I want to meet all of you one by one." And uh, there were seven of them who came in, and it was really interesting what they uh, told me about their backgrounds. Now, one thing that I was really taken aback by, and maybe that's because I never really worked in India before I went there, is when I said, "Tell me about yourself." How much they told me about themselves, because the level of detail they went into would never happen in the U.S. Uh, and and well, we don't even probe; we don't want to know too much, right? But it was interesting. One of them, you could see, was you know, city background, went to some of the top private schools, uh, you know, spoke the language we were very used to, and. very motivated and was one of the best engineers i i worked with while i was there but there was another one who came in and said um i'm the first person to go to college in my entire village right and this is pretty big deal again very motivated and what was interesting was that maybe from a language perspective he wasn't you know as polished or whatever but the the desire the you know the heart that that person brought into work every day and wanted to grow and learn it reminded me a little bit of sort of this immigrant experience right this idea that uh, you have your back against the wall a little bit you have something to prove uh, and you don't have maybe uh, at least in our days we didn't have too many people we could look back and say hey you know this is very normal we are just doing something that thousands of people ahead of us have done and it's crazy uh, this person was truly exploring something new relative to his entire community and in terms of interactions with those let's just talk about those two engineers uh, i had to tune my interactions right so with one it was it flowed in certain ways very easily because it was 
we spoke a common language and we had maybe common backgrounds and, and uh, experiences. Uh, there I was fine tuning certain things, but with the other person, uh, I was really getting into understanding how I could help sort of grow them and give them the experiences that they probably hadn't have. And he also went on to do some good things. So it's, you, you get exposed to this. It's almost like you have to have a one-on-one. -on -one. You can't treat this uh, like, a, um, you know, processes are great in a company to standardize. As I think, Neeraj, you talked about performance management standardization. But in the end, uh, growing people, growing a team, uh, it involves one-to-one -one interactions. And that's why, you know, they say you sh any manager shouldn't have more than a certain number of people reporting to them, because that is really job of a, uh, of a manager. And the managers who really know their people and what makes them tick and what makes them happy and what their backgrounds are, I, I think get the job done. And all of us, I, I'm assuming, still have a lot to go. I, I have lots to go on that still, but all those interactions have taught me a lot. So I think, Vijay, this is uh, exactly the point that I was trying to make earlier, that I think if you have some understanding of where people are coming from and what's driving them, what's motivating them, it helps to, you know, it helps to understand them. It also helps to get the best out of them. Vishwas, um, just going back to you, um, I mean, you made the point about um, fitting into Europe is, is harder. Now, if you turned that question on its head and said, if the culture was a bit more opening and uh, open and understanding of your perspectives, would that have made life easier for you? So, yes. Uh, one experience comes to mind in the, in the light of what we are discussing. <clears throat> you know, uh, from what we are discussing, it would be uh, basically understanding, you know, who the person is and what the person's story is. So I was in in US. I was living in 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 Texas, and uh, and uh, uh, once one of my colleagues invited me over, and 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 that was uh, basically uh, an invite to. And he said that look, uh, I'm I'm calling some people over. You know, you're very welcome to join. Uh, and he was going to. Uh, so this social gathering was around his uh, gun collection. And he was going to showcase his gun collection, and and, and I was taken aback. I sort of uh, uh, politely declined, and and that was a missed opportunity for me in 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 US because uh, he was inviting me into his personal circle, and and I didn't take that opportunity. Now coming to Europe, uh, you know, when I started becoming more sensitive to this, one thing that I saw was that uh, one way by which I used to try and make this work was to take some of my colleagues to uh, Indian restaurants and uh, and have a conversation starter around food and the cultural aspects that, uh, uh, you know, go into it and it's from different parts of India. And that gets also people to open up about their backgrounds. And, and that is something that I have seen work reasonably well and also draws a sort of a contrast in terms of the different approaches where I was, uh, uh, you know, living in two different worlds that I earlier described. One in U.S. where I try to manage around this and uh, one in Europe where I was actively trying to uh, not just uh, uh, understand better, but also to uh, open up so that people can sort of understand the richness uh, that is there in the Indian culture. 
That's great, Vishwas. I think, you know, my own perspective in this has been that, um, you know, of course, our view is very much dominated by our own experiences and we want to fit in and we want to be understood and all that. Um, the point at which I flipped over and said, you know, I run a big team and it's important for me to understand my team and where they're coming from, uh, was, for me, it was a real point of revelation. And uh, I think what has happened in return is, uh, is many more people open up about their experiences with me. Um, and I ended up having very interesting conversations. As you know, as all of you know, I'm obsessed with history. Um, you know, people will come and tell me about their history and the places where they've lived and the history of those places and all that. And it starts a conversation that I think is incredibly rich. It also builds some bonds um, that are very difficult to build because of this cultural divide that we face with people, especially whose cultures we are not aware of at all. I think, um, let me finish there. I think this has been a great conversation. I think, um, you know, we might come back to this at some point because this is an incredibly rich part of the experience of living in a different culture. The one thing that we should come back and explore at some other point is how much of an understanding do we have of India itself and whether, uh, you know, our own privileged existence has given us a degree of insulation to understanding those cultures. But we'll leave it there for now. Um, that's another topic to pick up at some other point. Uh, thanks, hey, everyone. Hey, Shashi, and, uh, yeah. one more thing maybe to add uh, before we close. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but I think the other thing we can explore as we look at both India and, and the West is one of the things that I was very surprised by when I came to the U.S. was uh, how conservative so many people I met with over here were, right? My, my perspective when I was growing up in India through MTV and Hollywood was that, you know, the people in the U.S., the West, you know, people are fast and loose, you, you see skimpy clothing, you know, we yeah, yeah, care about yeah. dating and stuff like that. Culturally, we felt like we were way more conservative, but it has been a big revelation for me after coming here to see uh, how conservative society here is and family values and all. You just start to go one layer deeper and you see so much and people really step up if you're in trouble irrespective of sort of, you know, which side of the political divide. So that might be another interesting one to explore when you kind of look at the contrasts. Completely. I think it's a, you know, the point is it's a very different kind of conservatism, right? They're conservative about some different things from the ones that we were conservative about. And likewise, the whole issue of social capital, you know, when I was at the Kennedy School and Robert Putnam, who was a dean at the Kennedy School, was a big um, expert on social capital. And it's very interesting to think about, you know, what kind of social capital exists in the West versus in India. We'll come back. Thanks. That's a great prompt, Vijay. We'll come back and explore those in a future episode because those are quite deep topics by themselves. But for now, let's leave it there. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye. Thank you. Great.